Hello, guys, and thank you for listening and watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. Today, we're going to be talking about the fear of the Lord. I have mentioned this in other videos, but I really feel like God has a word regarding the fear of the Lord that has been in my spirit and it has not um, normally when I release a word, I released a little bit of this uh, before, but I really think that God wants me to really hone in on the fear of the Lord. The very thing that attracts the presence of God, attracts blessing, it attracts all kinds of intimacy, it attracts the favor of God. Hear me when I say this, the fear of the Lord. A lot of times we don't have a reverential fear of who God is, but God wants us to begin to see him the way he sees himself, to see him in the fullness of who he really is. So according to Isaiah uh, chapter 11 and verse two, and it reads, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. These are the seven spirits of God. This is what the Bible talk about. So this, out of the seven spirits of God, I'm going to be highlighting the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, what does this mean when we talk about the fear of the Lord? Because the fear that the enemy brings is something totally different from what the fear of the Lord is. So now the fear of the Lord is not a negative thing, but it's a positive attitude of reverence, which helps us ascribe to God his due omnipotence, sovereignty, and supremacy. Let me say that again. The fear of our God is not a negative thing, but a positive attitude of reverence, which helps us to ascribe to God his due omnipotent sovereignty and supremacy. If God is indeed absolute and infinite and supreme in all things, he deserves to be given all honor, respect, uh, uh, obedience, submission, and surrender and homage. He is the absolute truth. He is the love of your soul. He's the joy of your salvation. So what does it mean to have a reverential fear of God? The Bible indeed tells us to fear God. That doesn't mean that we are to be in terror of him, shrinking from him and even fleeing from him. That is not what that means. Although we should fear his judgment, but it doesn't mean we are to have a rever but it just does but it just means that we are to have a reverence and respect for him, knowing that he is holy and all powerful. So the fear of the Lord. And according to Ecclesiastes twelve and thirteen, it said, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the man's whole duty the whole duty of man is to fear god and keep his commandments now you see this is why you can't just say jesus is savior and not lord because in order for him to be lord that means that we are in obedience to what he commands us to do so it's not enough to say that we're saved by grace because we are saved by grace but grace just is just a merit unmerited favor or an empowerment to live for him so his his power comes on us and it rests upon us in order that we are able to live for him. But the whole duty of man is to fear God and to keep his commandments. In other words, respect him, revere him, and keep his commandments. Now, you may say, keep his commandments, yes. 
to keep your soul from the pit, to keep you from going to hell, to keep you from death, and to keep you just from living a, a defeated lifestyle that the enemy won't wreak havoc in your life. It's, very, it's vitally important to have obedience. Now, to fear God means to have a reverential respect. So, so the fear of the Lord just simply means, guys, giving God your undivided attention. I'm going to say that again. The fear of the Lord, <clears throat> it means giving God your undivided attention. So the Bible says, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name, according to Psalms 86 and 11. This is David. According to the psalmist, <clears throat> an undivided heart leads to the fear of the Lord. We do not want our hearts to be divided, but we want our whole hearts. The Bible says, you will um, find me and you will search for, when you search for me with your whole heart. So God can be found if your whole heart is invo involved. He does not want you to have a divided heart against him. So let's talk about fearing God. Fearing God doesn't mean being afraid of him. We never need to fear that God is who God is, right? For he is pure love and he will never hurt us, guys. There's another meaning to the word that's translated as fear in the Bible. And it just simply means having an awe. And awe, being in awe of God. Fearing the Lord means having an overwhelming sense of reverence for God's power that inspires awe in our souls. So I always say what you respect comes towards you and what you disrespect goes away from you. So if you want to remove God, God's presence from your life, disrespect his word, disrespect him, and disrespect everything that he is, and it goes away from you. And the thing about it is what people don't realize when the presence of God leaves you or goes away from you, you're fair ground for the enemy. So it's not so much as God is doing anything to you, just the absence of his presence brings destruction. And that's what people don't realize. This is why hell is so dark and so um, it's tormenting there. It's all kinds of craziness and things that are going on in hell. Why? Because that is the one place where God's presence is not there. It's not there. This is why when there's an absence of light, there's darkness. It works. It's just that simple. So what you respect comes towards you and what you disrespect goes away from you. It's just that simple. And because we need him to live and survive, we can't live without him. We need him. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do absolutely nothing. But through him, ha, that gives you the strength. You can do all things through Christ Jesus. So here are some of the ways to disrespect his presence. This is what he gave me. This is what he had me to, to the list. Celebrating idols. Idol worship, guys. What is an idol? Anything that takes your eye off God. It can be anything, anything. It can be family, friends. It can be a career. It can be money. It can be job. It can be children. It can be anything. You can idolize exercising too much. You can idolize food. That can be a God. You can idolize um, people, celebrities, pastors, leadership. A political figure. Anything can be an idol. Giving credit to not only people but to objects. Some for some people it's pets, it's animals, 
people that go overboard and be extreme with animal rights and all kinds of things is an idol. Anything can be an idol. The Easter Bunny. These are these are some of the ways he the things he had me to list that disrespect his presence. Celebrating Easter. Celebrating Easter should be celebrating the resurrection of Christ, not a bunny. Uh, it's just amazing to me. Uh, people would put pray, put homage into other things, anything but Jesus. God says, this is the day of your salvation. Turn your focus back to him. Put the Keep the main thing the main thing. Keep him a priority so that he can make you a priority. Some people worship the universe, mother nature. They worship horoscopes. They live their life based on horoscopes. Yoga, allowing yourself to be influenced by demonic celebrities that don't acknowledge or even live for God. You go to bat for people you don't even know. You don't even know what their lifestyle is like behind the curtain. You, you're idolizing, celebrating idols, people, music, and ministries. These are things that he had me to list that Satan has set up. Places where the Holy Spirit does not reside or where God's presence is absent. Being ashamed of Jesus, giving credit to his creation and not the creator of the creation. I'm willing to let go of things, people, places that God has told you to separate from. That's why the Bible says for stubbornness is, is as iniquity and idolatry. Why would stubbornness be as idolatry? Why? Because when you are stubborn and stiff-necked, you have then became made that thing that you are unwilling to let go of a God and put that above God. So if God is telling you, giving you an instruction or telling you to do something and you remain stiff-necked and hard-hardened, right? Your heart is hardened. Then that's, that, that constitutes as being an idol because you have put that above the instruction of the Lord or reverencing him. Take marriage and children for, for an example. This is what he gave me. If you are in a relationship or married with a man or a woman and they kept telling you not to have lunch with your ex or spend time with them, right? They have told you not to spend time with them or to have lunch with them, with your ex, and you're married. And you kept doing it anyway. Wouldn't that be disrespectful? Eventually, that unhealthy attachment will create problems later. So God says there's a lot of unhealthy attachments that's going to create problems later for you up the road that he wants you to sever it by the roots and uproot it and chop the head off. Put nothing else on the throne but him. The same with children. If you raised your children and, and sacrificed money, time, love, and countless time teaching them how to be awesome human beings and be successful in life, and paying their way through college and education and sacrificing and all of the things we go through for our children, right? And when they got older, they attributed all of that to friends, to luck or religion other than Christ. Wouldn't that hurt or sadden you or even make you feel betrayed? Especially um, if you know that isn't what you, you know, if, especially if you know that if it wasn't for your sacrifice, they wouldn't be living a in a certain neighborhood or have a certain lifestyle that you sacrificed for. Wouldn't that make you feel like you were betrayed and all of the things you poured into, it, poured into them, they attributed to something else, to a friend, to a luck? Come on, this is the same way God sees things. He created you. Without him, you wouldn't be here in existence. 
So why would you attribute everything to creation, mother nature, people, idols, celebrities, all kinds of things that we worship, our money, our careers, our family, our children, our spouses? Why would we attribute anything else to him? Because without him, there is no life. Everything that is here, he created. Without him, nothing was created. So then you attribute all of that and, and serve Satan, you know? And set up a lifestyle that he never intended for you to have and give uh, homage to the to the enemy. So for those of you who aren't close to God, seeing God's glory brings their attention to their sins or contrast to God's holiness. They may indeed struggle with being afraid of God pushing them for their sins. So people that aren't close to God, seeing God's glory brings their attention to their sins. Hear me. When you don't walk closely with the Lord, instead of you seeing your sin the way God sees it, you see it as God just bringing attention to your sins in, in contrast to God's holiness. They may indeed struggle with being afraid of God pushing them for their sins. They may not understand God's great love and mercy, but encountering wonder can give them glimpse of God's awesome power. So instead of you, when you're not close to God and you don't really have his heart, you may see uh, when he point out sin to you as uh, God punishing you or, you know, just uh, condemning you. But that's not how, the way God operates. You may not understand his great love and mercy because you're not close to him and you don't understand that God chastens those that he loves and he corrects those that he loves. Why? To keep your soul from the pit, to keep you from uh, living a destructive lifestyle, to keep you from living defeated, to keep you from worrying. He wants you to come into the abundance of everything that he has for you. People who are connected to God and saving relationships, thanks to Jesus' sacrifice for all sins, no longer have a reason to be afraid. So when you're close to God, you're not afraid of God. You're just in awe of his goodness. And that's the fear of the Lord. The confidence that salvation brings frees believers to fear the Lord in a positive way through reverence and awe. As people who love God fear him, they feel gratitude rather than dread, and they are motivated to worship. Hebrews 12 and 28 and 29 declares, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. That's the awe and that reverential respect. Seeing God for who he is and not for we, what we think he is because we're not really understanding the fear of the Lord. Encountering wonder instills a healthy fear of God, a reverence for God's awesome nature in our souls. That is the foundation on which we can build our knowledge and grow in wisdom. Awe shows us who God really is, guys. That healthy fear of God reveals that God is much more than just a buddy or a distant being who doesn't care about our choices. When we fear the Lord through awe, we can see that God is all-powerful creator who is the source of all wisdom. It becomes clear to us that listening to God is the best choice for us in all circumstances. Fearing God helps us understand that he is a loving father who wants the best for us. It wakes us up to the reality that God's presence is always with us and he notices and cares deeply about our thoughts, words, and actions. So here's a list of, of benefits that comes with fearing the Lord. Fearing God comes with standards and it also comes with benefits. 
The Bible says wisdom and long days are here on earth, according to Proverbs 9 and 10. Listen to this. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You want the wisdom of God? You need to have the fear of the Lord. That's vitally important. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 10 and 27, it says, fear of the Lord prolongs days. You want long days on the earth? Fear the Lord. It prolongs your days. Why? Because wisdom will guide you and lead you. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Proverbs 10 and 27. Another thing, number two, hating evil. Proverbs 18, 8 and 13, it says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. These are things God hates, pride and arrogance. And without the fear of the Lord, you don't have the humility that you need. So if the fear of God is to hate evil. Number three, obedience, Proverbs 16 and 6. In mercy and truth, atonement is a provided for iniquity. And the, by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. When you fear God, you want to obey God, which means that you're going to depart from anything that is not like him. It's easier to follow God into when you fear him, when you revere him, when you respect him. Again, what you respect comes towards you and what you disrespect goes away from you. So if his presence goes away from you, then evil is present. Four, knowledge. Proverbs 1 and 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So there's knowledge that is given for those that have fear the Lord. You wonder why some leaders are have so much revelation and, and some people that follow God and that are saved have so much revelation and because they fear the Lord. So knowledge and wisdom comes with that. Number five, instruction, Proverbs 15 and 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. Understand that the instruction comes by way of fear of the Lord. And number six, wisdom, Job 28 and 28, it says, and to man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. So when you departing from evil, that's God giving you understanding. That's God giving you wisdom. These are some things that he listed. And he just wants you to have a healthy fear of who he is. Not a fear as in scared, you know, to come boldly before the throne of grace. He says, come boldly before the throne of grace. God, Daddy God wants your heart. He wants you to come to him for everything. He doesn't want you to fear him. And he doesn't want you to buy into that fear when people are posting and fear videos and the sky is falling videos and things that are getting ready to happen. And even if God gives us an instruction and he gives us a warning about stuff, he always provides that comfort and exhortation and an impartation that for his children, because the Bible says he always provide a way of escape. And, and if he's given instruction and if he's given warning, he's also going to provide for you things that you would need to do. We need to pray and you need to know who you are in Christ. There's another thing. There's empowerment that comes with instruction. You're the head and not the tail the, and above and not beneath. So in the fear of the Lord, it brings wisdom and knowing that uh, your enemy is under your feet. No evil shall befall you and no plague shall come nigh your dwelling according to Psalms 91. So when things are said, 
um, in a fear that is not of God and it's of the enemy. It leaves people with uh, no substance and an emptiness. The promises of God are yes and amen and God's blood and Jesus' blood covers the body of Christ. It covers us. We are protected. We have angelic hosts, angel armies of God to protect us. We don't ever have to walk in fear and confusion of, of what other people say or, or the fear that the enemy would try to project on us because we stand in the blood of Yeshua, Hamashiach. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper in the name of Jesus. And I just decree and declare that over every listener and every viewer right now that you will begin to walk in the power in the fear of the Lord. And that is the beginning of wisdom. That is the beginning of blessing. That is the beginning of abundance and increase. That is the beginning of favor, guys. The fear of the Lord. That's favor. Uncommon, ridiculous, exponential favor. And I decree that and declare that over you. And until the next time, thank you so much for watching. Please like the video. And if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe if this is, our channel has been a blessing to you. And until the next time, I will see you in the next video, guys. Bye, loves.